vibe Sit back, kick back, relax, I want It's time for Millennial Revive Welcome, 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 you're welcome, you're welcome What's up y'all, welcome to Millennial Revive It's your host, Coco Janine Okay, I'm about to start throwing an AKA Leo in there Because there's so many people that call me Leo But I really like to use Coco Janine because she is also me Like Coco Janine is literally my name like coco is a nickname that was given to me by my family members and jenea is my middle name so coco jenea that's where it came from and i love it so much but sometimes i feel weird because there's so many people that call me leo but anyway i'm your host and i am here to create a space to release your fears renew your faith and restore your mind so that you can walk and freedom all right y'all we are in week three of the love series and we had a chance to discuss the importance of self-love by going line by line in the love chapter which is first corinthians 13 starts at verse 4 and moves through verse 8 um and when we discussed that we talked about that in a sense of self-love and how God wants us to love ourselves enough to heal, right? Then we slid into agape love. And that is love to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. It is the highest form of love. It's the love God has for us. It is expressing our love in action. So if you missed those episodes, go back to episodes three and four and have a listen. And I hope that it blesses you. This week... I would like to take a slight turn and talk about heartbreak a little bit more. As I was preparing this week, I wanted to talk about filial love. However, the Holy Spirit just kept taking me to heartbreak. So before we start, let's invite the Holy Spirit in with some prayer. Abba, Father, today our hearts cry out to you for encouragement, perseverance, and endurance. Walking as a vessel and a servant to the kingdom requires us to fully submit our thoughts, words, and deeds unto you. So today, God, I invite you in to have your way with us. Search us, O God, and know our hearts. Try us and know our thoughts and see if there is any wicked in us and lead us in your way everlasting. Illuminate the things we still need to submit to you so that we can lay them down at your feet and pick up your yoke. Reconcile us back to you, O God. We love you. We honor you. And it is in the immaculate name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. So first, y'all, I want to say that this message is for me just as much as it is for you. Because these last two weeks have been... A little bit different like I was starting to see cycles kind of repeat themselves and I'm like God what is going on because it has not been a day y'all in months I mean months since I did not feel gratitude 
or a sense of joy. Like every day I am grateful. I am grateful to be here. I am grateful to be living and no longer existing, you know, and I have so much joy in my heart every day. So this kind of threw me off and I was in such a good space, y'all. Like I'm going to therapy and I'm looking at my therapist like, hey girl, what's up? What you got going on? Cause I'm good. I feel amazing. So when this, these last couple of weeks came up, I'm like, what is this? And then I had to think about it like, okay, you've been feeling too good. So, of course, here come the devil trying to get all in your business and stir up some mess. Um, and it really was like very minute. But compared to the days that I was having, like, I was annoyed. I was grouchy. I mean, I got into like two stupid arguments and I was really frustrated. I was sick of my job. I'm like, Lord, you know, normally I could push through like, okay, God, I'm tired, but I'm blessed. This is what you have given me to, for me to be able to provide for my household and for me and my son to live well. And I'm good. But these last couple of weeks, I'm like, Lord, did you tell me to quit? Is, is it time for your girl to go? And I had to really sit back and think, like, why are you in this mood? And as I was sitting back in self-reflection, the Holy Spirit began to show me that all these incidents, all these feelings, all these emotions stirred up from hurt feelings. And I was like slightly grieved. I was experiencing heartbreak again. And it really caught me off guard. So by definition, heartbreak is overwhelming distress. And it is usually caused by something or someone you love, right? How many of you guys can remember the first time your heart was broken? And... I'm not just talking about like romantically, like by your first boyfriend or something or girlfriend. I mean, the first time you were grieved by something, someone, by something that somebody you love did to you. My actual first heartbreak was from a family member. And what I did not realize until I started my healing journey was that that heartbreak shaped my expectations that I have for people. It shaped the access I gave to others, and it was really the beginning of toxic cycles in my life. And what those toxic cycles did was open up doors to resentment, bitterness, anger, rage, revenge. I had so much deep-rooted unforgiveness, jealousy, and spite. And when I first discovered that I was harboring all those emotions I cried y'all like I cried like that snot nose ugly cry like y'all remember that meme that was going around from the man from intervention and he was like yeah. okay I mean that may be a slight exaggeration but I mean I was crying I was bearing my soul to the Lord okay um, but I guess I'm just saying this to say 
my spirit was so grieved that I felt all those mixture of emotions. But there is one scripture that truly echoed in my ear. And that was Psalms 34, 18 through 19. And it reads, The Lord is near those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. So, I'm like, all right, Holy Spirit, I know you're near me when I'm down. But then he moved me to read it in the message version. And y'all, I love the message version because I feel like the message version just keeps it like so 100 with you, like for real. So the message version reads like this. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. I mean, wow. Think about the most gut-wrenching experience that you have had. And guess what? Jesus sent the advocate to be there with you to comfort and keep you and give you revelation so that you can move through that time. And guess what else he tells us in verse 19? Disciples, disciples so often get into trouble. Still, God is there every time. So not only does he do it the one time that you're grieved, he does it every time you are grieved. He loves us that much. And when I sat and meditated on that scripture, it really brought to my remembrance this book I was reading called Cultivate the Glory. And in this book, she is talking about, you know, folks who are called to stir up the spirit of revival and how you have to maintain a certain level of brokenness in God. And that carried me to my next thought of God blesses us in our heartbreak. And... I know y'all probably like, all right now, Leo, what do you mean God blesses me in my heartbreak? Like, I'm going to explain it to you. And I'm going to use the story of Abraham, Hagar, and Sarah from the book of Genesis. So if you don't know about the story of Abraham, Hagar, and, and Sarah, I'm going to give you a quick rundown. So. Abraham and Sarah were married. Um, they were of older age. And in the Old Testament, folks lived upward 100 years. So at this time, Abraham and Sarah were between their 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Sarah wanted a child. And God told Abraham that he would bless them, that he would bless them with an heir. But Sarah was getting impatient. Which we all do from time to time when God doesn't answer our prayers in the way, in the form, in the fashion that we want him to. But I digress. So she's like, oh, God said we can have a child. So why don't you get the maid pregnant since I'm clearly barren? I mean, I know this This is not what the Bible said. But y'all, when I read my word, this is how I hear it. So Abraham lays with Hagar and she gives birth to his son Ishmael. Now, what they didn't know was that after he had, you know, Hagar had Ishmael, Sarah would get pregnant. So Sarah ended up getting pregnant 
and she gave birth to Abraham's heir, who was Isaac. And so after Sarah had Isaac, I mean, she was all set on Hagar, right? She put, she told Abraham, like, all right, now we got a son. So Hagar and your little bastard, baby, got to get up out of here. In so many words, that's literally what she said. And how far was Sarah for saying that? Hagar was not like cheating on, um, like she didn't have like feelings for Abraham and she wasn't like pursuing him to entice him to marry her or nothing like that. She literally just did what she was told to do as their handmaiden. And so, um, this grieved Abraham, right? So he goes to God and he like, what? Ishmael is my son too. And I got to put him out because Sarah is all set basically. And so God told Abraham like, Sarah, your wife. And if she want him out, they got to go. And so, um, the next day. Abraham packed Ishmael and Hagar some food and water and sent them out into the wilderness. And while Hagar went out to the wilderness, she sat Ishmael to the side and she cried. She was so grieved. Like, not only did she not ask for this baby, but she had to get pregnant, have this baby for this woman who turned around and put her out after she had a baby. And now she was stuck without a job, without any shelter, in the wilderness with a newborn child. Thinking like, what is going on? Y'all talk about heartbroken. I would have been devastated, okay? And... In the midst of her first going out and crying and being grieved, God consoled her. And he showed her um, resources that she had in the wilderness. So there was a well out there with water. And he also consoles her by promising that he will make her son a great nation. So after I read this story... What stood out the most to me was that even though life did not go as planned for Hagar, and not only did she experience the heartbreak of being kicked out of her home, she also experienced heartbreak of getting separated from her family, um, heartbreak of being used and abused as a maiden. I mean, I can only imagine how it would feel to be looked at as just property especially living in the times that we live in now where we can advocate ourselves we have rights um but she had to suffer in silence with a lot of that stuff um but one thing that stood out was that although in the beginning she felt lonely and was crippled after they put her out, God's love prevailed in the end. He was the light at the end of the tunnel, right? 
When Hagar took time to cry out to the Lord, he heard her. And what I take from this is that when we experience heartbreak, when we experience grief, we are supposed to take that to the Lord in prayer. Prayer is not just us going out and saying, God, I'm tired. God, I'm sick of this. God, I'm sick of that. It's actually going out, expressing how you feel to the Lord, but also giving him time to respond. I can honestly say in every heartbreak situation, I have walked out in a greater position than I was in before. So if I take y'all back to them petty arguments I got into, right? The first argument, I responded much differently than I would have before. Although I was very emotional and I raised my voice, like I didn't, my first thought wasn't to resort to anger. I was able to come home, sit down and really tell God like, my feelings are hurt and I'm just tired of my feelings being hurt, right? Second argument, same thing. God, I'm tired of my feelings being hurt. I'm tired of experiencing this heartbreak. I'm tired of experiencing this pain. But one thing that God showed me in both of those situations is that Everything that he had for me was greater outside of them, right? Everything he had for me was greater. When I go to God with the part posture of surrenderance, he can love me through it. Not only did he love me through those issues, but he gave me revelation. And God really shows us that no matter what it looks like, no matter what they did, we have to take it to God in prayer so that he can heal us. God does not get sick of our heartbreak. God does not get frustrated that we need him. In fact, that's what he desires from us. He He desires for us to seek him so that we can have relationship with him. And one thing I want to highlight, when we enter into relationship with God, it is not just to glorify him. It's so that he can give us abundance, so he can give us overflow, so he can give us the tools that we need to operate as vessels for the kingdom, so that he can bless us. So we really do ourselves a disservice when we don't go to God to answer and petition our prayers and our requests. So, all right, y'all, let's move into the millennial plug of the week. This week, I would like to connect y'all to Manifest 31. Manifest 31 has a mission to connect people with mental health and wellness professionals and give resources while spreading awareness through advocacy and education. This platform is diverse and inclusive and it and is an environment that promotes resilience and growth through mental health and wellness. You can find a link to their website in the show notes. 
and catch live meetings on Tuesdays on Instagram and Facebook at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Manifest 31. That's all I have for y'all today. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe. You can find all scriptorial references discussed today in the show notes. Join me for our chat next week. Peace and blessings. Bye.